1: The, the, the games are over. But the game never stops. Never, never Stop. stops.
0: This is College Football Overtime with Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Back to Atlanta, the game of the weekend. I say. Uh, Georgia and Alabama, the Crimson Tide of Alabama, take down the, the reigning national champions, 27-24 in a game that, honestly, I watched the first drive for Georgia, and I thought, I said, oh, boy, here we go. And I thought that that was going to be the tone that was going to be set for the rest of the game. I thought that that was going to be what we saw and because they just sort of walked down the field. They trips down the field after a quick three and out that they, they kind of shut down Jalen Milrow. And then all of a sudden they couldn't do anything on offense. They have a three and out. They punt They three and out and they punt. Then you have the 13 play drive where it looked like they were finally putting pieces back together. Then you have the penalty and then you miss a field goal. And then all of a sudden it's the end of the half and you're down 17 to seven. It was a weird, weird type of game for Georgia. They looked – I didn't say they're, they're sleepwalking because they just got bullied, really, in this game. The line of scrimmages, Alabama controlled the line of scrimmage. I, we talked to uh, – look, we talked to B.A. before the game, Brendan Adams of Dog Nation, and we said, we talked specifically about how dominating on the line of scrimmage is going to be important. We, and Cole Kublik as well from SEC Network on Saturday. And he said, if you win in the line of scrimmage, you're going to win this football game. And that's the biggest thing. And that's consistently been the biggest factor in this game. Everyone talks about Bryce Young and and, and Stetson Bennett and all, all of the quarterbacks and all the great players who have come through this program, both of these programs, but it's the trenches that really define this game. They really always have. And Alabama dominated Georgia in the trenches on Saturday. And that was pretty evident after the first drive. They were they were getting a push on the on the offensive line and then the defensive line. I don't think that they ever sent pressure. But they were containing the Georgia rushing attack uh, with just four guys, and at the end of the day, like that comes down to the secondaries, uh, the secondary that's willing to tackle. It comes down to guys who are doing their job and dominating gap assignments. They held Georgia to 78 rushing yards this on this game, and if you told me that before the game, that's a that's a stat that you you can take that to the bank, because Georgia's not winning that football game if they run for seven, only 78 yards. Kendall Milton was shut down. Dejounte Edwards was shut down. It was just a, a weird effort, a weird game. If you're Georgia.
1: Yeah, it was it, it was surprising. I I think uh would be the word for me um because of how it looked, because of the domination along the fronts that you're referencing. That was what was most surprising to me. I think Georgia actually did a pretty good job in pass protection, but they could mm-hmm. not create the holes that they no. had been creating in the run game. You're absolutely correct on that. Uh and, and then on the flip side, I don't think the Georgia defensive line has been pushed backwards like that in 10 years. Before. Uh, well, we've seen it, but, but not, not since they Don't started this run, oh, not on this run. Right. Uh, it, it's been two years since they've been moved off that line. Um, and first contact for running backs are coming multiple yards down the field. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, look, you thought maybe the run game would be an advantage uh, because you weren't facing Jace McClellan. <clears throat> uh, and, and you look at the numbers, you, you held Jalen Milro in check uh, in terms of him using his legs, but, Roydell Williams, uh, Jam Miller combined uh, uh, to do some damage. And look, the numbers aren't staggering for the run game, but there there was a part of this game, the early part of this game, where Alabama and Nick Saban and Jalen Milroe couldn't get it going through the air, uh, and they switched to a run heavy attack, and it really settled things down for them. Yeah, that was that 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 stretch of game in the late. First quarter into the, the stretch of the set, second quarter, really, really settled it down and solidified things for Alabama. And, and then look, we, we talked about it. Georgia's not gonna let Jalen Milro beat them deep. And they didn't do that. Um, what we didn't expect was Jalen Milrow to settle in and actually find some intermediate passing to do some real damage. Isaiah Bond was a big contributor, uh, nothing deep uh for him, but a lot of stuff over the middle, a lot of third down, or not necessarily third down conversions, but first down catches. Uh, as it were. And, and uh, including uh, one important one uh, near the end of uh, the first half that was, um, you know, a little, a little questionable uh, to some could have changed, uh, you know, how the rest of the game played out. I won't say it changed the outcome of the game. I think that's too big of a step to take, but it certainly changes how the rest of the game does play out. uh, If Alabama doesn't get that late touchdown there in, in the first half, but this was, and look, I know we all want to take these grand storylines. The the Saban's not dead yet. And sure. back to the drawing board for Kirby. All, and look, we knew this Georgia team wasn't dominant like they had been in years past. Um, you also can't hide behind the fact that Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey were well below 100%. There's no denying that. Uh, that certainly hurts what they were able to do offensively. Uh, but at the end of the day, there were concerns about this Georgia defense all year long. It has not looked like the Georgia defense of years past, uh, and they've been able to get by. Um, but but they they met another team, and this is we you know we talked about it. There, there's another team out there that has a, a talent level comparable to Georgia's. It was Alabama, uh, and it, it the parts where Georgia has its most pride, Alabama does too. And you mentioned it along those lines. That was the big difference in the game. You can talk about the the abilities of Bowers and McConkie and where they were physically. You could talk about Jalen Milrow and what he can and can't do with his arm. You could talk about the two coaches. You could talk about special teams all you want. Uh, it came down to the trenches, and specifically for me in the run game. Uh, Georgia could not run the ball. You're You're absolutely right about that. Uh, Alabama not only could run the ball and it wasn't again it wasn't the hugest successful run day they didn't go 200 yards or anything Uh, but it was an important time for them to find first downs and run the ball and kind of establish some momentum Uh, and they they were able to do that um, which which I didn't necessarily see coming with Jason McClellan out of the game Um, and and it, you know I know Georgia didn't show panic Garrett I want to get your thoughts but Sure. you have to imagine that there's a scenario where they can't believe that they're being pushed backwards in, in this manner and there's not really a response to it there's not really a way to stem the tide coming downhill on you and they they really never it, it's not i don't again I don't know if there was an adjustment to be made I'm not a coach i don't, I'm not a scout I don't pretend to know what I'm looking for I, I don't know how they were supposed to adjust off of that because man for man they were getting pushed backwards and that's something that these guys probably have never dealt with in their Georgia football
0: career no and 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 we saw that really in the first half not as much in the second half right um outside of the one drive that you had in the fourth quarter and and then obviously the one that that sealed the game but I think you said you had a good point specifically it it was it's not that Jalen Milrow or, or they were just like killing them or anything like that it just felt like every time they needed a play, that play happened, you know, like there would be third and seven or something. And then all of a sudden, like, there was like a play that would break out to the other side and he'd like find he'd leak out. And then all of a sudden he can jog to the first line marker and just run out of bounds. And it was, it was just little things like that constantly. And that was the thing that I wasn't expecting out of this game. The, the, if you go back to what we talked about on Thursday, I said, specifically, I was like, Hey, if you're Georgia, you want Jalen Milrow in this offense to have to drive on you, because I don't think that they can. Well, they got the plays, and they drove on Georgia. And look, at the end of the day, Alabama won this game outright. They were the better football team on Saturday, and then I could tell probably by the end of like the, the midway through the third quarter, I was like, ah, this game feels like it's. It felt like unless you got one, it felt like unless you got a turnover, uh, it felt like they needed a play to happen. Yeah, I thought no, I, that they, I thought yeah. they had that play at the start of the fourth quarter where they had that big drive and Carson Beck drove them down the field. And then they, uh, and and they, they cut the the deficit to, uh, to three. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is it. All right. So they're back in the game. This is where they, this is what they needed. And now they, all they need to do is get a stop. And then Alabama drives down the field, just 75 yards. And then it's just over. And that's what it felt like. It was like, okay, this is over. But then Carson Beck comes back and they get the drive they drive it all the way back down. And then they need to stop. And then they couldn't get a stop, which doesn't feel like Georgia. You know, like it, that doesn't feel like the the team that we kind of got to know a little bit over the course of this season. It feels like whenever they would need a big play, they, would, they were always able to come up with that play. And that's and that's just what great teams do. But this is another great team. And I think the thing that Alabama has that they have had since the the little bench, the benching, really, of, of Jalen Milrose, since that USF game is. They've had to play in the clutch, just like Michael Penix in Washington. This is a team that's had to play in the clutch. They struggled with Arkansas. They struggled with Texas A&M. They struggled with Tennessee at times up until the the second half. They struggled with – they really did struggle with Ole Miss a good bit. Like they struggled with Auburn, and they needed a miracle. But what that does to you is it gives you confidence. It gives you confidence that in those biggest moments, you you know that you've already stepped up and you can do it again. This is not something – this is not a position that we've really seen Georgia in. Against a competently, uh, adequately talented team, like a team that's comparable to what they are. We saw that against Auburn, but not really. Like, it wasn't really like a, a do or die. Like, I, at that game, I never, I mean, there was a period where it's like, oh, wow, they could lose this game. But then it's like, but there was never that moment, wow, they're not, they are not the better team today. Like, there was never that moment. Alabama's been in that moment probably a dozen times this season. But they always found a way to win, and that gives you confidence over the course of, of a season because then you just continuously find that way to, to, to come out on top, and that's what they did on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they 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 did, and it was – I got the same feeling you did where I'm thinking, okay, Georgia's been in this situation. They're going to need to, to make a comeback. Um, but, but I agree. You come back against Auburn because you're the better team. You yeah. come back against South Carolina because you're the better team. Um, it's going to be very difficult to come back against Alabama because you're at least even, um, if not watching or being opposed by a better team, at least on that day. And again, I, I do think the the limitations for Bowers and McConkey play their role, and some of the officiating plays their role. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just got out physical, and there was just no response to it. And, and um, look... I, you know, obviously, everyone knows it's no spoiler. UGA is not in the playoffs, but I think that's going to serve this experience for for Alabama is going to serve them well in the playoffs because they're going to need to be just as physical at least two more times. They're going to be need to be very physical in this upcoming game against Michigan. Yeah.